Welcome back to our first episode. If you can't afford a therapist, I'm Jocelyn. I'm Madeline. I'm Alan. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, this post. I was scrolling through LinkedIn and um, I was reading just like random stuff. And I read this post, which moved me. And and it reads when talking to recruiters and hiring managers i have a diffi- i have a, i have difficulty answering questions related to location and availability i tend to struggle because i was told never to get too personal in a professional setting but i want to write this so future recruiters or hiring managers know the truth i am homeless i have been homeless since i was a junior in college the address listed on my resume is not my home. It is my best friend's home address. She sent me she sent me my important documents where I live in a temporary housing. But I do not write this out of pity. I write this because I want people to understand me. I became I became the first one in my family to get a college degree. I did research. I worked part-time. I studied hard to keep my scholarship. I did extracurriculars planned events, mentored younger students, and found my passion in neuroscience. Where is that? I'm not saying this. I'm not saying someone should hire me just because I am homeless. Rather, that I want people to know that I accomplished many impressive feats. That's what she put. F-E-A-T. Feats. When I, was, when I had virtually nothing. I have my skills necessarily to succeed in STEM. My situation is not, is not normal. My situation just... It's just not normal, but I have never, but that has never stopped me. And I hope, and I hope someone can appreciate that. Thanks for reading. Um, so I read that uh, on LinkedIn and I immediately started, started crying. crying. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, okay. So she's like, um, she's an Afri- African-American woman. Her name is Brianna Austin. Um, and like she's not famous or she's just like a regular person that um, someone that I follow I guess on, on LinkedIn posted this and I was talking to Alan the other day how like um, it, it was really brave of her to do that because in a corporate white dominated world you're not supposed to say like I am homeless and I don't have parents or like this is really like you don't understand what I had to go through to come to this interview and um I just thought that it was really brave of her to post that especially on LinkedIn because that's something that you just post like on Instagram or like somewhere where like people are more open-minded because like on LinkedIn everyone's like I'm fucking uh, go to Harvard and like everything's fine but I'm secretly like cutting myself at night or something (laughs) you you don't post that on LinkedIn so I just thought it was really cool that she did that um and what do you well, guys that think that is really it? cool and it's always scary to be the first to do something like that because I feel like that is um, probably opening doors <coughs> for other people to be able to do stuff like that yeah. because reality is not everyone has like the same story that a lot of suburb American white people have um, oh, we came out the whites on the first episode <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah like you do have Oh, by the way, we're all minorities, guys. We're all Mexican, by the yeah, way. We're all siblings. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, there is, like, a lot of things people have to go through, like, to go to an interview. Like, some people have to 
I don't know, borrow clothes, borrow shoes, like, mm-hmm. have a, ask people for a ride or go, like, three hours early to the bus station, or, like, yeah. there's, like, That's a lot really of things true. that go into that interview, and sometimes they don't even get the job, and they go through all these things, like, waste a lot of money, waste a lot of their time, and go, and then don't yeah. get the job. Which, I mean, like, I don't, like, how she said, like, I'm not saying that you should hire me because I'm homeless, but I feel like people should just make accommodations for that, because, like... Uh, they're just talking about a deeper issue because I, I personally when I read that I was like holy shit I was homeless at a time and I didn't have an address to put on my school and I and I couldn't get like I was going to AC to the Austin Community College or whatever and they were like you need an address to verify that you live in Austin I'm like well I don't have one like I live with my friend and like I, I'm not in the lease because I just like came in like I'm, I, I'm recently homeless and like I just came in and he let me stay with him um and i'm like how the fuck am i gonna prove my address if i'm homeless um which i mean like i wasn't on the street but i just didn't have like a an address that had my name on it yeah and people should like consider that yeah because there's a lot more people that are homeless and like obviously you're not gonna fucking scream into the fucking rooftop that you're homeless because like other people are like oh you're homeless that's embarrassing but, um, yeah, I don't know. I felt really, um, like, I could relate to that. And um, I'm glad. This has to kind of to do with it. But, like, I was telling Alan, because I read this post to him earlier in the week. And I told him how, I don't remember exactly what I how I phrased it, Alan. But, like, do you remember when I was saying, like, oh, like, black people. I'm, like, I'm really happy that oh, yeah. they're the ones that speak out first. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Mexicans are really shy and, like we always like stay quiet about or like at least our parents generation because we don't fucking stay quiet but like our parents generation was like hey like we're gonna stay quiet because then they're gonna call the migranas which is like the, the, the immigration. immigration they're gonna call immigration so if someone tells you anything they like, just stay quiet because they're not the police so like we have this like we grew up with this fear of like if we speak out you're gonna get deported but like fuck that like we're done with that and like black people were the ones who like if it wasn't for them like i mean which i'm not saying that like i'm not trying to minimize any other uh like asian americans or like uh mexican americans which we are like our fights also but i feel like i've heard black people the loudest and like they've helped out a lot of other minorities and like helped out a lot of um, like women's rights and like women's minority rights and like my just right just minority rights in general and like her being like an african-american woman which is like so, like she has fucking everything to lose by posting that and i just i, I don't know I, just, I wanted to message her and be like hey like i want to thank you for posting that because it really like uh, it, it moved me that you posted that and on linkedin of all platforms and yeah I, it is really i find it crazy that she did that be well like especially like aside from like linkedin and like the professional like corporate world yeah space. all that mm-hmm. it's crazy because like right now everything's just like online and like everyone yeah. sees everything you do online and like i can guarantee you she has a lot of friends that she went to school with and all this stuff and like to post that online to like oh, see that yeah. every like a, that like knowing that there is a chance that everyone you know might see that and yeah. like not a lot of people like some people just like take their privileges and like don't care about anyone else and they'll like make fun of you and stuff like that and like obviously it's very degrading because like the position you're in you're homeless and then like someone laughing at you for being homeless and Mm -hmm. you can't like help the situation like you it makes you feel even worse yeah and like like i think that's insane how she 
posted that, that. Yeah, yeah like and went through with it i would have probably given it a thought and then just yeah. like Delete, delete, delete. Yeah, yeah delete, literally delete. Delete, I, I want to say that I've done that so many times that I've like posted wanting to say something, but then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna delete this because I have, um, well, I mean, me personally, I don't know, I know you guys don't, but like, I have like, I want to keep this image of like who this stability, like stability or? in my life because I never had it, but I, I want to like have some control over like how people look at me, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I would never tell anyone that I was homeless, or like, I would never, I mean, I would. If I talk to them person to person, but I would never like scream it out and put it on social media and like, but I, but we should or like, what were you gonna say? I feel like I don't know who started that where you can't talk about everything. Some things should be talked about yeah, in an interview. Should. I feel like that's a boomer. Approach I fucking to white life. people probably started that. Like white people probably they're the root of all the evil. Eh, but <laughs> not, well, not the good white people. Eh, not the good. Not my professors. Not my professors. But. That is a really like I feel like it's a boomer thing. Like I feel like we should start changing that because um, that is such a boomer thing. Like there is a lot of things that you can't talk about during an interview, and yeah. I mean I get it, it's professional, but still like like stuff like that, like yeah. an address, like you can't put it there. Like it's it doesn't accommodate to people, yeah. the, like minorities. Like yeah. and there's a lot of minorities that yeah. don't have addresses. There's yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah, like um. I felt really strongly about it because since I am older than you guys, I'm 24 and Madeline's 21. I only 17. 17. <laughs> but um, since I've tried, I mean, since I also like dated Jan for a really long time, and he was like the golden child in the corporate world. Um, to give you guys a little background, my ex-boyfriend has two masters by the age of 24, um, and he went to Ivy League schools, and he uh went to a really prestigious consulting firm which straight out of well he was making like 230k at 25 so he was making good money but like he coached me a lot in like how to enter the corporate world and i just felt i i guess i mean i don't want to be cliche or anything like that but i felt depressed because i'm like but this is not who i am like this is not my story like i can't be who i am and like i can't like i didn't come from a cookie cutter background like i struggled a lot to to be here and people need to see that like they need to acknowledge that and i don't know i just feel like the corporate world should change or like at least accommodate for those things because like not everyone like you said like some people have to go to the bus for like three hours and then like for them to not like yeah maybe you're not prepared or maybe like you're flustered in the interview because you were on a bus for three hours in a sweaty ass suit and like with next to a crackhead <laughs> like obviously and you're like well you're trying to reread your resume and trying to like do all this stuff and like i don't know i mean i i don't know a solution for it but they should be more like i feel like we're moving that direction but we definitely need to move yeah. it stronger yeah, yeah. and make it more comfortable more accepting more like like i don't know i just feel like you go in there super nervous because you're not supposed to say anything about your personal life yeah but they should be a little bit more accepting and more like um like just like more open like and obviously that doesn't mean bring your problems to work it just means like at an interview understand their background that we don't all come from the same background like we're not all like from two parent stable home like that's probably not the story for a lot of minorities we probably all have like a one parent home Mm -hmm. or no parents at all yeah and we have to figure out different things so i feel like people should just be more like open-minded an interview and understand that they could have been riding in a three-hour bus ride to your interview yeah or you know other situations that they could have been going through right before 
I really think my generation is changing that because, uh, like I, s- I was on TikTok and um, TikTok. TikTok. Oh, uh, <laughs> I saw this black guy and he was like, "Hey guys, um, um, he he's studying art and like mm-hmm. that's where he put his money and he didn't want to change it because he already wasted a lot of money studying yeah. art." And then he was just saying like, "I'm homeless. I'm living out of my car." And like just saying that on TikTok where everyone is on and like knowing that like your friends can see that that's like super crazy that he did that but then he says like i'm homeless i'm not expecting anything from this i'm just expecting for people like to get my name out there a little bit more yeah. and then he says i'm making paintings and stuff out of my car and i'm selling them yeah. and he blew up and then now he bought himself an apartment oh my and he God, bought himself yeah. like uh, all selling art out of his car yeah. and like um i think a lot of like a lot of people on tiktok i know f- that was the first video i ever saw doing that and other people were saying like hey guys i'm like so close to like either losing this or losing that like yeah. um can y'all help me like, Pug, dude, get, like it's so hard to say that though it's dude so yeah it's hard. so hard it's to so say hard that. To i've say been wanting to make like a tiktok because like that's yeah. what everyone's on right now like yeah, tiktok and like i've been wanting to do a video like that for so long but i don't know for me i find it so hard especially because like the, hard. the people that hard. like i know well, but that's all, everyone i know is yeah. on there and i'm like afraid for them to see it and like it would be so embarrassing the next time I talk to them, not even like because knowing that they might have seen that video and they're gonna mm-hmm. see me differently, I just don't like like but that discomfort. Like so, um, Han, it's because I don't know if it's recording. It is yeah, recording. Okay. Um, it's because I got my business on the garbage. Is that? Well, anyway, so I don't know, but something that Madeline helped me out with, and I did this also, like, um, is like I was gonna ask you guys about this, not just like I was gonna ask my therapist also, but like Madeline. Oh, um, um. That like, because I wrote something down, and I said like it's good to cut people out in your life that are toxic or make you feel a certain way. But then I was like, well, fuck. Well, this is not avoiding your problems, and like avoiding like, um, I don't know, maybe like avoiding something. But um, I don't know. I I feel like that people should talk about that and like stop trying to be so perfect because life isn't. But um, that isn't avoiding your problems at all. That's taking people who are hurting you or making yeah. you feel uncomfortable out of your life. Yeah. And I almost have no people in my life that make me feel that way. Except for, except Jordan. for maybe Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> no, except for maybe like men that I've dated in yeah. the past that like are probably like rich and or have money or whatever or like are educated mm. and white and just privileged. And that's the type of people that make me feel bad. But besides that, like I also don't talk to those people anymore though. But whenever I do date a guy that has money, um, I, I'm i always pretty embarrassed, like, oh, to say my yeah. background. Yeah. And, um, and then it's always super embarrassing, too, like, when they're like, when, when are you going to graduate? Or, like, why haven't you graduated? That. I hate that. And I'm um, like, dude, like, I have a different background than you. Like, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to graduate. I'm, I'm going to graduate when I graduate. And yeah. I don't know when that time is. And then they look at you like, get your life together dude yeah like bitch i've been trying to get my life together like it's hard for minorities yeah and you know what i hate also like when you are working i'm like bitch you should give me this job over over fucking becky or karen because like i had to fucking hold three jobs a sugar daddy um a boyfriend (laughs) full-time classes like i know how to do it all motherfucker i know how to juggle everything becky only went to college for four years and then she graduated she doesn't live life like i know like a hurricane could come to this office and i'll still be working dude like like our mom literally died and we still fucking went to school fucking went to work like nothing happened yeah like can i put that on my resume bitch like my mom died 
But I still went to work, ho. Like the next day, I, I went to work. I still pulled in the salary. Yeah. I still pulled in <laughs> that salary. Dude, but yeah, like what the fuck? Like Becky didn't do shit, or fucking Chad didn't do shit. Like Chad went to school for four years, and then his parents paid for his fucking uh, his student loans off, and then everything, um, his car, his, his gas, their car, his, his gas, yeah, like, everything. Yeah, his literally, and like, I, like I'm pretty sure if his dog died, he would be crushed for a week. You would be missing an employee for two weeks because fucking Chad's dog died, and he can't take the emotional burden. But like, my mom was on crack, fucking my family was falling apart. And I was still working. No one going knew. To school, going, going to school, school dude. Full and four o'clock. Computer science yeah. degree. Everything. You, uh, I don't know. Like we should put. We should be able to put that on our resume. Like held um, three relationships. A sugar daddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> four jobs and a and a Mental STEM degree. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah, that's a really good point though to make that. Um, we probably are way more prepared to yeah, like, hell yeah. face obstacles and work good under pressure. Like really really good under pressure than a karen or a yeah, becky or a, chad, or a chad or you know anything a any yan. other white name hmm? uh, i mean i said a yan oh yeah a yan. Yan. yeah because yeah. dude yan got some stomach pains and he quit working for two dude, years that's like, literally yan got had really bad like like stomach pains and he quit working for dead ass two years and he wanted oh, to live no. with his parents. I was like, we're posting. I mean, that's that. probably not the only reason, but still. No, like, I mean, it was a really stressful degree. It's career because you work as a consultant. But like, dude, if I had that opportunity, I would rather sleep three hours a day for a year. Dude, I'd sleep one hour a day. Yeah. That's it. Like, like, I would just like hustle 24-7, dude. Like, I appreciate that opportunity every day of my life. And yeah. I'd and I work like until I went bald appreciate. I mean, maybe, I don't know if it's just us, but I don't think so, like, because, like, minorities and, like, people of color, like, we had to fight with, like, tooth and nail to get to the little, like, that we have, so we appreciate our positions a lot more. We appreciate, like, our 50k salaries so much more because it's better than, like, being at the trap house that we grew up with, you know what I'm saying? And, like, fucking, my, like, Jan... I made two hundred thirty thousand dollars a year, and this motherfucker was just like, ah, "Nah, fuck that." You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "Bitch, what?" Like, uh, huh? Like, I would have to like, I would have to sell my ass to get, not even actually no, not even not even selling your ass. You would be making two hundred thirty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. um, straight out of college at twenty five. But yeah, anyways, who's um, topic? Or did you want to say something? No, yeah, I was just gonna continue saying I find it like, like super crazy that this girl posted that because i keep on like wanting to do stuff like that i'm like what the oh it's a girl that did that the, no the, the linkedin oh yeah yeah, yeah i actually want to so crazy her. and like because i keep on wanting to do stuff all the time yeah. i was telling you earlier that i want to make a video like you should just walk all these people honestly oh yeah well, currently i don't talk to anyone i only talk mm. to like my ex-girlfriend and like mm. that's basically about it and like yeah. my two future roommates that i might move in with and um that's literally about it I don't talk to anyone else I'm like yeah but just walk them from like seeing your stuff oh well I made a new profile and everything but I I don't know still I still have that feeling oh what's what's gonna be on TikTok I wanna make a TikTok and like they're going to they're going to see and I don't know their like cause they're like personalized names and Mm. it's hard to like look them up but um I don't know saying that there's some some other people doing that thing like yeah like being makes me feel a little bit more comfortable posting something like that yeah yeah yeah, it makes me feel more comfortable too. And honestly, that's another thing. Like, black people have done that. They have been like they've been putting themselves out there, and they've been make putting themselves like 
putting their heart on their sleeve, like being vulnerable and like telling everyone like, hey, like I was homeless or like I grew up in a crack house or like I'm poor as fuck right now or like, I don't know. I feel like they say it really loudly and I really appreciate it because it gives you, or I appreciate just people doing that in general. Um, but yeah, do what you okay, do. Okay, well, this takes us to our next topic and it's kind of related. It's um, something I thought about the other day when I was listening to a podcast and it's about how selfless, oh. how selfless people are and by people I mean protesters and um, I think this podcast was talking about John Lewis and like and Martin Luther King and all the people who protested back then and how that was something like like so new back then like right now you can protest it's not as new as it was back then and it wasn't as frowned like like not new but like I mean, it's because back then it was probably way more controversial to yeah, protest controversial, and yeah. Um, yeah. looked at as a, in a different light than it is now. And it, I mean, and there's still white people who are like, you're destroying America and you're anti-American, blah, blah, blah. But it's um, like, what America? Your America? Because our America has been broken. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, like that, that line that I told you from the book is just like, um, well, I'm pretty sure it was just catering to white people because that's like yeah. the, the whole theme of the book. It was saying like... What the book say the book? White fragility? Yeah, white fragility. I was just saying. I was just saying that like, it's like the uh, case. <laughs> people think. Um, well, it's obviously catering to white people. Uh, it's like white people think when you're protesting, you're protesting America. You're not protesting racism. Yeah. They see it as you're trying to break America. Now you're trying to like. But the thing, sorry to interrupt you, Matt. But like the thing is, like that was never our America. That was yours. That was white America. Like our America was, you calling us fixed our america was you calling black people the n-word you know what i'm saying like our america was like you telling like probably ignorantly telling confusing a native american for a mexican and telling them to go back to this country even though we was here before you um before white people that was america like it was never our america it was white people's america so there's not like we're not going back to that we're not but go on well yeah just going back to that um i just had never thought about this but um they had said that black people who were protesting wrote their will um because they went in to the protest knowing that they were gonna die protesting mm-hmm. to have rights like voting and i don't know going to school with a white person or whatever um and i thought that was crazy because you have to be so selfless to want to do that because i would be scared yeah. Like, I'd be so scared to go into a protest knowing I'm going to die. And I honestly, I don't know if I would do it if I knew 100% yeah, that I was going to die. I don't think I would do yeah. that either. Yeah, like, I'd be scared. What was the podcast, though? Uh, the podcast was just talking about John Lewis. No, um, what was the name of the podcast? Um, the Daily. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I was just, like, thinking about that. Because, I mean, one of the reasons why I wouldn't do it right now is because of Jay. Because, yeah. like, like, that's my son. And, like, I, I, I obviously, I don't want him to grow up without a mom. Yeah. But um, if I didn't have Jay, then I probably would be more out there. Like, 100% I would be more out there. And put myself more at risk for people's rights. Because um, I feel like in the past, I've lived in fear a lot mm. of a lot of things. But, um... I don't know, reflecting on these protests and on history, like, nobody ever did anything with fear, like... Fear never moved mountains. Yeah, yeah, fear never moved mountains, and 
I feel like when you're scared, it keeps you in a spot and like it just doesn't like you never move. Like you're a sitting duck and like I don't know. I've had to like let go of some fears. Um, I don't know. I just like I know one of my fears is always like getting stopped by the police, even though like I'm not black. I don't know why I just have that fear. Like I always have that fear that I'm gonna get killed by the police. And I remember Natalie Portman on her post, mm. on her Instagram post when all this stuff was going on, she had posted, like, when the defund the police and all that was going on, mm-hmm. she, I was reading, she posted, like, uh, like, a, like, a bunch of posts, and then on the, she, I had read her quote, or her, like, what is it, is it a quote? Mm-hmm. Caption, her caption. Okay. Um, and she's like, I, she's like, I'm doing this um, because I know police are wrong. She's like, but police have, um, but I also have mixed feelings because police have always made me feel safe. But I guess that's my that's white privilege. White bitch, like, yeah, and then white. I was like, police have made you feel safe. Yeah. I have never felt safe in my life yeah. around the police ever, ever, ever. I've always feared my life. I've always feared mom or dad getting like sent to Mexico. Yeah. I've literally never felt safe around a cop. Yeah. Like I I've think- always. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I think when I was younger, I felt um, more like I felt like how you felt because we grew up in the same household. Like I definitely, but I mean, I've never felt fear now that I'm older, like from police, like ever. Because I mean, but that's on top of that, because I'm pretty sure I'm light skinned and I have a lot of privilege with that. But um, like any time a cop has stopped me, I've never gotten a ticket. I only got a ticket once, and they just they um dismissed dismissed it. it. The judge dismissed it, and like. And dude, one time I didn't have insurance. I fucking was speeding. <laughs> I was speeding. I like what else? Like my freaking like my sticker was like expired. I, everything that could be wrong in your car, I had it. I was like driving super fast. I was late for a final, and a cop stopped me. And the motherfucker was just like, oh, well, well good luck. <laughs> God, with God's speed, and something like that. So I mean, I've never felt fear, but I like for her to say that. She's obviously not putting herself in a minority's place. No, because, I mean she like, put. She said like it's obviously like my white privilege that's making me say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, but I understand that that's not everybody's privilege, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna protest it as well. But I just it blew my mind that someone felt safe with the police because that's mm-hmm. never been like at least for me it's never been my feelings towards mm-hmm. a cop. Like I've always felt really like like they abuse their power and like mm-hmm. they'll like belittle you and like tell you you're stupid and like mm-hmm. mix up your words and like just make you feel really stupid like when you're talking to them like mm-hmm. if they're interrogating you and like yeah, i don't know like, you're always... the one that didn't go to college so who's stupid here <laughs> and <Yeah. Lano. laughs> i'm playing <laughs> no but like i don't know like my history with cops um like when lizette and i got stopped when we were getting smoothie yeah. um dude they're literally trying to charge her for like <laughs> kidnapping me <laughs> And um, stealing a car, which she well, had bought. the background of that story. Okay, well, the background of that story was just, like, me and my best friend were going to go get a smoothie. She was, I think, 16 or 17. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was 17 already. Well, I don't know how old she was, but um, she had... Uh, bought a car. She had a car that she had worked day and car. night. I mean, we loved that car because yeah. it was the first friend that ever got a car in our group, yeah. and it was like falling apart. But we loved it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So she, but she worked for that car. She did not steal it, like the cop said. But um, so yeah, we we were. It was like I think twelve and uh, twelve at night, and we were gonna go to Jack in the Box to buy a smoothie. And I had asked her, and she's like, yeah. 
and um i think when her lights was out or something i think i don't know if it was missing or something mm. but it was not there i don't know i don't remember it but we we're driving and then on the uh like we were um i guess halfway there and then like that's like my best friend that's her name she was like oh fuck i think i'm gonna get stopped and then the cop turned around and we drove into a neighborhood and we tried to hide and then um well we didn't try to hide we just like went in uh, but I, I mean i guess it was hiding but then the cop came and then um he was like um like he just like asked her age and then he looked at everything and then he he said like what are we doing we told him we're gonna get a smoothie and then he said that he asked me my age and then he said like oh does your mom know you're out and i said no and then he called backup for like three or four cops and it looked that like was a so crime unnecessary scene. Yeah. It was like bitch why would you call backup for two underage girls like yeah Ooh, and then on top of that, you're that like, you've always been really small, like no mommy's like that's yeah, so fucking yeah. And like he called back up for a lot of cops. They were all searching us. Like they were searching our clothes. They were searching the car. They were searching everything. And like now that I'm older, I know that they can't do that. Like they can't search your car without like uh freaking yeah. Like without like first of all without your permission. Second of all without like having a reason to search it. And like. I don't know, obviously we didn't know that because we were really young. And then he wanted to charge her with um, child endangerment. And then he wanted to charge her with stealing the car, which she hadn't stolen. She had bought it. And then they wanted to charge her with kidnapping me. And then they wanted to charge me with runaway. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. How are you going to charge her with kidnapping? And then I ran away. Like, it doesn't make sense. And then, um, obviously, he didn't find anything on us. But um, he called my mom. And then my mom came to pick us up, and um, and then he said that like he had told my best friend that if he didn't, if she didn't find someone to pick up the car in less than like ten minutes, and it was already late by that time. It was like one or two in the morning, so they kept us there all night. And then um, he said that if they didn't find anyone to pick it up, then he was gonna get it towed away. And she ended up not having the car back, but like she worked for months for that car. On like, top months. of that, dude, I was listening to this podcast the other day. Um, God, what podcast was it? I want to say it was Planet Money, but they never talk about things like that. I don't know. It was like an NPR podcast. How it said like how um you defund the police and everything like that because um god i really i'm gonna go back and then we could talk about it because it's related to what you said because when lizette got her car taken away she dropped out of school because she didn't have anyone to drop her off and her life literally roller coaster till like the fucking she hit rock bottom because she needed a car because she didn't have any parents um and she had to support herself drive herself to work or to drive herself to college and she had used to take the bus and like she had a job so it was really hard for her and she lost financial aid and she still hasn't gone back to college she's 24 now and that happened when she was like uh, well, like 17 or something like that she graduated early from high school so it was saying how like there was this lady the podcast started with this lady saying how she got a ticket and she didn't have money and she had just gotten laid off and she had like a small like uh maybe something stupid like maybe she didn't have her insurance or she didn't have something that i've gotten stopped for myself plenty of times um she didn't maybe her t- her sticker was ex- inspired or something and that the ticket was like four hundred dollars, and four hundred dollars is a fuck ton of money. And she, like, her life just like roller coaster. Like, like Lizette, what happened with Lizette? Like, she got a ticket, she couldn't pay it, and like, one thing left from another. And 
eventually now like she was saying how like now she's in a better place but she, that ticket like ruined her year because she like had her own she had to find people to go to take care of her kids to go to court and like stuff like that and like they were saying how they should take the police out of those communities like poor communities and like put like systems in place to like help them like hey if you don't have your your insurance like obviously no one's driving around with fucking insurance because they want to break the law motherfucker like maybe they can't afford it or like obviously like i'm not fucking driving with my ticket my ticket expires for shits and giggles is because it's fucking 80 dollars and that's a lot of money for poor people it's like why the fuck don't they think about that like because dude that little act like that and by the way that cop was white and like um like that like my best friend hasn't been able to get her life back on track ever since then like yeah her life went to shit dude like she's in debt because of that because like she they give her tickets on top of tickets on top of tickets on top of fines on top of like so many things yeah that just kept her poor and um and i just think that's really unfair because they really don't think like what their actions yeah, like, do they think that you think that, like, poor people are just stupid and, like, they just want to drive around with no insurance? And no, insurance is, like, $200 a fucking month, like, and especially when you're underage, like, it's a lot more. Yeah. Like, no one's fucking driving around with no insurance just for the thrill of the adrenaline. Yeah. Like, no. Like, what the yeah, fuck? like, think about you being, like, an underage kid, being, like, 16, 17, and having no working, parents on yeah, top working of that. a, and she was working, like, a minimum wage job, yeah, yeah, like, working... 725 an hour job having I, I mean i'm pretty sure you get paid like 400 dollars a week or something i mean a month with that and like yeah. that has to cover her gas like her clothes any other bills she has and like her parents aren't there at all and then for them to give her like a 500 dollars yeah. ticket on top of more fines on top of more fines like that's like three or four months worth of her paychecks like yeah. how what is she supposed to do like drop everything go homeless just to pay those and then for you guys like if she doesn't then she's looked as a criminal and she goes to jail for it like yeah like that's so wrong and then i remember a few months ago um i got a ticket for two hundred dollars and then um i remember i was talking to the cop and i said um because i had my phone in my hand but i didn't know it was illegal to have it in my hand um but i wasn't texting though i was not texting yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I don't care if you weren't texting, like, it's still illegal. And then I was like, okay, well, I didn't know that. And then he's like, yeah, I don't care, I'm still going to give you a ticket. And I was like, dude, I can't afford that ticket. And he's like, it's just $200, what do you mean you can't afford it? And, like, I was like, what do you mean, dude? Like, I get paid, like, fucking $10 an hour, what do you yeah. mean I can't afford it? Like, I cannot afford it, like, I'm paying childcare, I'm paying my school, like, I'm paying, like, my rent, my food, like, I'm paying so many things. And, like, also, like, I didn't, I don't qualify for, like, help from the government. So, like, because I apparently make too much money for it. And, yeah, like... It's a scam, dude. Do all of it's a scam to keep people poor. And it's just so unfair. Like, yeah. like there's, like, because I know white people, like, they really don't get, like, they don't understand why people protest. Like, these are the small yeah. little micro reasons why we protest. Like, this no is justice, why, no peace, motherfucker. Yeah, like, it. there's a system to keep you poor. Like, and I'm sure they don't... Like, they don't put any thought into it because I'm sure they don't know all these other things are going to happen. Because when you do go to court, like, you have to ask off for work. Like, I had to do that when I went it's to just court. just like, I don't think they realize, like, it's a, like a domino effect. Yeah, it is a domino effect. Well, well, not about that specific situation, but. Just um, about it in general, like, the topic. Uh, going back to what you said about, like, you feeling scared around cops. 
I've never felt like super unsafe around cops. I've mm. been like I've had a lot of trouble several times. Yeah, yeah. And um I got pulled over. Okay, these are two separate situations and mm. like okay, one of them made me feel super nervous mm. and I was shaking and then uh the other one I was laughing and I felt super safe. Okay. One of them I got um I'm trying to remember his name. Well, he's uh, Mexican, but he's super dark, super, super dark. He looks black. And we got pulled over because he had uh, tail lights. And then um, we, oh, we got pulled over and the cop was being like such a dick. And like, I was, well, that's the time I was like shaking because like, um, I I don't know, the the cop was being like super aggressive and like he asked us to put our hands out of the window. And then um, like, I, I wasn't able to see in the back of the car. I didn't know he had like a gun out or anything. So like I was like super scared. And then he asked me like, uh, "What am I hiding? Why am I shaking?" And I was like, "Dude, like I like you're being super aggressive. I don't know what you're gonna do. That's why I'm shaking." And then what's it called? Um, he was asking me. He was like, "Do you guys have anything?" And he kept on like interrogating us and like trying us, trying to get us to like incriminate ourselves. But we had nothing wrong. We just didn't have a tell light. And like, um, he was trying so hard. But then we ended up getting um just a ticket i don't know it was a really expensive ticket too but the other time i was with my friend dakota when uh the quarantine was happening in brownsville mm. you were not allowed to drive with more than two people in the car you, mm. and you had to have a paper from work stating that you're allowed to get out of the house mm. my white friend dakota mm. she she oh she's super white super super white like paper white yeah. and um she had six people in her car. Mm. She oh, was. Yeah. She didn't stop in a stoplight, and she didn't like pull over as soon as the cop went. Yeah. And the cop like, oh, and she didn't have uh, the sticker on the front of the car. Mm. And what's it called? Uh, Dakota was like saying, oh, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to like you weren't allowed to have a lot of people in the car. Mm. And then she, the cop was being super nice. He saw all of us in the car, mm. and my friend Carlos in the back seat was high and smelled like weed. The cop paid no mind, mm. and. Um, I was laughing because she was scared and the cop was being so nice to her and I was Mm. like dude this is crazy to me and Mm. I I felt so fine in that situation because like there was a white driver yeah and the cop literally left her off with a warning with a warning so one time we um remember that one time uh speaking of cops being discriminative um that one time that we went to we were crossing the checkpoint from Brownsville to get to Austin Texas (coughs) Um, you have to cross the checkpoint you've crossed it right on it. Uh, and we all took out our papers and then the cop looked at Isaac one of our friends and he was like I don't know he said some racist shit about his papers almost expiring because he's from Mexico I crossed the fucking Air- the Arizona checkpoint to go to California when me and Jan were doing our road trip Jan is from Germany born and raised his whole life he was born in Germany he was raised in Germany he only came to the United States to go to to get um, to go to UT Austin the motherfucker, the border patrol guy asked Yan, and Yan did this because he didn't want to go through the hassle of taking out paperwork. He's like, are you an American citizen? And Yan's like, yes. And he's like, okay. And he let him pass. You he said let he just him. nodded his head and smiled. Yeah, he was like, mm-hmm. And like, he literally, no, but he was like, are you a citizen? And Yan's like, mm-hmm. And then I was like, yes. And the guy was like, mm, okay, have a, have a good fucking trip. Yan was wearing, Yan has, like, keep in mind, Yan has blue eyes, blonde hair, he's six feet tall, like, yeah, he was wearing a UT Austin um, cap, like those orange cap with the longhorns, and his blue eyes, and his and his brand new fucking car that his parents paid off for. 
And the guy was like, oh, go right ahead, even though you're not born in the fucking United States. I will completely and totally believe that you're American. Like, this motherfucker has the thickest German accent. Dude, you guys have heard me on the movie. He's like, bus? But he's like, he cannot go past for an American, dude. And the guy was just like, oh, okay. And like, I don't know, that's fucking insane to me. But dude, yeah, back to these cop stories. I have a cop story, too. Recently, um, I had gone on a date and it was with like a doctor and like he had a, all his friends on the boat, but his friends were white, he was not white. Um, he was a like, person or something. And um, so me and him were like the only like, like I'm not dark skinned, but I have really dark hair. I'm Mexican and he's, he was dark skinned. But um, whatever, we were in the boat, we were riding the boat. And then at the end of the day, um, we were taking the boat back to their place. Um, and they had like this, rusty ass truck that they were driving they had only bought it to haul the boat so they didn't have any they wasn't registered they had didn't have any insurance they had like a missing tail light and then the boat needed something to be hauled that they did not have either and um we went into the car the white guy was driving and his white girlfriend and then me and the the doctor that i was with on date we were in the back seat and um they had weed with them they had open containers with that's them. Like, they were sure on. yeah they had um they had a whole bunch of stuff and then they hit everything but it smelled like weed and um we were fucking like i was shitting bricks bricks because i was like dude what the fuck i'm literally just on a date like what the fuck yeah. and the cops stopped them or whatever and um the guy was like put your hands where i could see them and then he stuck his hands out. I swear to God, the cops saw that the hands were white. And he's like, okay, man, sorry. It's because sometimes your hands are hard sometimes to see. Sometimes it looks a little ethnic in there. Yeah. <laughs> you literally do. Like, sometimes you look a little ethnic. And I just want to make sure. And then the guy was like, oh, man, yeah. I'm just, I was just going to tell you, like, your tail lights are out. Just for, like, like just I wasn't sure if you knew. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then he's like, yeah, man, yeah, just, just for future reference, like, yeah, I didn't know if you knew or not. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. And he's like, yeah, all right, well, have a great night. And then he let us go. And I was like, dude, if the dude, doctor would have okay. been driving, Hold like, on. the doctor I was with, we would have all, like, gone to jail. Gone like, shot. He was, uh-huh. too, he was too brown. Dude. Yeah. Also, I remember something like that similar. I'm going to make it quick because I don't want to talk about cop stories anymore. But um, Jan has a dumbass Mustang that his... I mean, he paid off his, his parents slowly, but his parents paid it off immediately. But anyways... So he was like raising, like driving like an idiot. He was driving really fast. A cop was behind him. And we were driving from like Dallas to Austin, and the cop kept like flashing his lights at him. But it was really dark, so we couldn't see him. We're like, dude, who the fuck is doing that? So Jan sped up even harder. And then the cop turned on its lights and like stopped us. And Jan literally drives like 100 miles per hour. The cop was like, you didn't see me putting my lights on? And Jan's like, no, I just thought that you were just trying to, like, like tell me to move or go faster or something like that. And he's like, no, you were driving super fast. And I don't know. And he's like, well, next time don't drive so fast. And then he fucking left. Like, he deadass just, like, he was like, all right, yeah, well, this is a warning. Don't be driving that fast. And then the motherfucker yeah. just left. And I was like, dude, what? I was like, what the fuck, literally? If anyone with, like, melanin in their skin was doing that fucking straight to jail and I'm like straight, like, to, straight jail. to jail dude that's from a meme but um dude but like not even straight to jail because like when I got pulled over my death, friend, dude. yeah dude yeah. when my when my, me and my friend got pulled over he literally told us like uh put your hands out of the vehicle and don't move them so me and my friend had our hands up out of the window 
he says open the door from the outside yeah and like i'm Dude, pretty sure if he would have reached in and like i'm pretty sure if i would have reached in to open the door from the inside he would have shot me or yeah something like it's so scary but once it's a white driver Nah, everything changes. Dude, everything changes. Dude, everything I know, like, changes. Yan has gotten... Like, I've been stopped with Yan multiple times, and he has never gotten a ticket. Like, ever. I've never seen Yan get a ticket in my fucking life. I mean, probably in Germany, because they'll all be white over there, but... um, He just hasn't gotten one here. And we were dating for four years, so... All right, let's move on to the next topic, Alan. What's your topic? Wait, I was just gonna say this real quick. Well, because, like, the protest... Because mm-hmm. I was seeing... We didn't I even was... talk about your topic. We just talk about cop stories. Go on? Yeah, I was oh shit, <laughs> that's true. Wait, <laughs> on the protest, uh, talking about it, I was watching Ben Shapiro on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. He's had something called the Ben Shapiro Show, mm-hmm. and what he, he's a he's a political speaker and like yeah. he's very right wing and he mm-hmm. like he doesn't say he supports Trump, mm-hmm. but like it's I don't know it's implied mm-hmm. and he's very right wing, so he's mm-hmm. like not a Democrat. And um, he was talking about how like these protesters are bad and like. Everything he was saying, because back then I liked a lot of the things he says, but when it comes to politics, he pisses me off. Because mm-hmm. like he doesn't see why mm-hmm. the matters are in. Because like I'll, talking about all this, like hold on, I'm gonna move real quick so it might be kind of loud. I'm gonna move like my position. Okay, go on. Alright, talking about everything like right now, like the fact that we're scared to get pulled over, mm-hmm. like like literally just getting pulled over being white is like a fucking way better thing to like experience. Experience, yeah, and like. Mm-hmm. Like on top of the fucking low pay, on top of like mm-hmm. the hard labor, like yeah. just getting scared to like, like it's hard to get a car, and then like to get a car you have to fucking like yeah. financially bankrupt yourself just yeah. to fucking drive to work, and then like yeah. they don't see they don't see why we're angry and burning down these white people's fucking yeah. buildings oh, and like oh my god can I say something when you're done with that yeah like and they don't see that and then like there are all, all these white people are over here being like oh you're burning down America I don't know what. Like, because they don't under, like, they don't see any of this. They don't see, like, they don't fucking yeah. have to struggle through this. Yeah, it's like, they're America. We're burning down your America, bitch, because we're building a new one. Like, no justice, yeah. no peace, motherfucker. But and also, wait, hold on. He was saying all the white people in towns, like, he, he mentioned Austin. He called mm-hmm. it out. He's like, all the white people that are in Austin are moving out because they don't want to pay the extra taxes that, they're, that are going to be paid to rebuild the, the place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. I don't know, that, that part was crazy because I didn't think about There's that. There's not even anything destroyed in Austin. What are you talking Literally about? nothing got destroyed Literally in Austin. Nothing. Like, he's like tripping. Well, because he was talking about the uh, two people that got murdered. And then, like, he was talking about, like, them starting, like... I'm not sure if he said they were starting fires or they were, like, doing, uh... What is it called? Smoke bombs that mm-hmm. can, like, light stuff on fire. But he called out Austin because, like, it's, like, mostly white. Yeah. And he's, like, a bunch of white people are leaving Austin because they don't want to pay taxes, like, of it raises mm-hmm. to, like, rebuild stuff. And I was just yeah. like... Dude, but nothing got destroyed. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, the everything's so attack check. Yeah, because yeah. like nothing happened. In Austin. Well, like he mainly just called out Austin for the murder that happened. But, but there's like hella murders when they called out. No, because of the protesters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say like what you said when you um about the the violence and the rights and stuff like that. So uh, Leander, which is my friend, one of my engineering friends. Um, because we're both engineers, but um. He's uh he's well, it's important to say that he's a black male and he's in his forties. He the motherfucker looks twenty five, dude. Black don't crack. I swear to God, he looks not a day over twenty five. Um, when I found out he was forty, oh my god. When I found out he was forty, I like was like, where the hell is the youth fountain that you're drinking from? Because I'm trying to get some of that shit. But um, 
he was just we were just talking about all this like Paul like just like the BLM stuff and like just minority stuff in general because I've known him for like a really long time and he's helped me out through like my education because he's he was a tutor and I mean he's known me for a while now so he knows pretty much my backstory and stuff and he uh we were talking about how he's really smart I don't know like everything that he said Madeline was like so like logical and it made so much sense and then he like brought like philosophy into it i was just like dude this is way too smart for me um because he said something he started talking about john locke and like how like society because he went off on a rant about but it was really good and i wish we recorded it because he said like this government gives you like if there wasn't government everybody would be stealing and fucking like killing people and blah 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 so government gives you like safety and like stability and then and then they give you in return in return oh then and then you follow the law in return because they give you stability and like safety and blah 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 he's like but you're not giving minorities that so this is what we're gonna give you in return and i was like holy fuck dude that like blew my mind he's like you're not giving dude i'm gonna call him and i'm gonna be like hey exactly those things that you said but he's like he's like you're not giving us what you're supposed to be what you've promised everybody else so this is why we're writing this is why we're um we're like protesting. yeah protesting because we don't get we're like why the fuck are we gonna follow the law if we don't get what you what you give to white people like you don't mm-hmm. we don't get safety we don't get stability so why the fuck are we gonna, obviously we're not gonna fucking follow the law and i was like holy shit dude that blew my fucking mind he said it a lot more like elegant and articulate yeah. and um but he like dude he like made, went off with like logical fucking philosophy and like logic logic and philosophy and i was just like dude ah, this is blowing my mind <laughs> but um yeah, it was just really good. It was really, really it good. It was a really good conversation, yeah. Wait, something I wanted to also bring up is how you always say, um, like, the only way to change someone is to, like... Uh, to shame them? Yeah, to shame them. And yeah. Like, I love that, and I live by that. I and like, that. <laughs> I this literally... is Jocelyn that says that. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like, yeah. what? Um, I literally heard a podcast, and I swear it's just for white people. Because they were like, um, you should never shame people to change um, because they're talking about people not yeah. wearing masks and how people were shaming Oh, I've heard internet. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I was like, now. dude, it does change people, though. It like, does. that is yeah. how you change people. Because, like, Karens aren't going to be acting like Karens once they get recorded. Like, well, yeah, like, everyone face. fucking yeah. shames you, bitch. Like, yeah. you can't be, you better be thinking twice if you're going to be carrying it over here. Like, hell no. Um, What did I want to talk about? Well, we never talked about the selfless thing. Well, I just thought it was really, really crazy how selfless people have to be to do things like that. To do things like that because, I don't know, like, I I just always think back to them, like, the people who started it, like, all these movements. I feel like people, like, desensitize, like, Mar- Mar- I can never say his name, Martin Luther King, because, like, he's such a common, like, everyday, like, people just throw his name around, but, like, you don't understand how, like, everything that he represents you know like yeah there's streets named after him and there's like blah 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 and like but like i feel like now especially because like i think you had mentioned this but like i was thinking about what you said um that like we grew up hearing about him and in school and like but he it never like touched me and never i was just like oh yeah some like black guy like uh, whatever Cesar Chavez and I never like touched me but like till I was older and I was like dude you this experienced and I experienced it and like I but like cause it's scary dude it's scary to say what everybody else is not I mean 
I'm saying this because I've always been an outspoken person. I feel like a lot of people have tried to shame me to stay quiet. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Because I just don't. But I've only done it, like, on an individual basis or for the people that I feel that I could control. But, like, imagine being the outlier and, like, the maverick when there's, like, your life on the line. I don't know if I'm going to be that outspoken. <laughs> like, if yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah, like... This man had some, like, balls to go out of yeah, here. Like, no, and, like, courage, he had people... Courage. Yeah, courage, yeah. But, like... People literally wanted to like literally wanted this man dead just yeah. for speaking up about all this shit. Like, yeah, I had um on the podcast the daily the 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 daily news. It was also talking about how um John Lewis wanted to go to a college, but he didn't get um I forgot what college it was, but he didn't get like he wrote a letter and he never got a response. So he wrote a letter to Martin Luther King, and then Martin Luther King responded to him. He said, "Well, come with me," and that's when they started protesting. And then um. And then the, they were talking about how they wouldn't let black people eat where um, where white people ate. And if you were black and you walked into one of those establishments, like you'd sit down and they'd be like, oh, we don't serve N-words or whatever. And then you'd yeah. have to leave. And the, one of the, like, oh, they yeah, would do they, peaceful like, protests. Like a, like a sit-in or something? Yeah, like, like they went yeah. and they were like, um, we don't serve N-words or whatever. And then they just sat there without eating, but they just sat. And they were like in suits and everything and they were just chilling. And the people came up to them and started burning yeah, cigarettes like, on them and like yeah. spilling um, like Tip- condiments on mm-hmm. them and like yeah. yeah and then calling them like, like racial slurs. An actual, an actual like out, outlier and like oh my god sorry about that guys it's our neighbors being super loud or like we live right next to the highway so anyways you're saying well I don't know it's just like it was crazy to me to think that people do that like I would be so humiliated dude honestly I would just like, be like nah. I didn't even want to eat here. <laughs> I didn't want to eat here. Like, I, honestly, I would accept yeah. that like, no, yeah, reality. Yeah, no, no, I would cry and yeah. then just go home and be like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to my neighborhood and eat yeah. there, like, where people are not mean to that's me. That's so fucking crazy. Like, that's what, like, what gave them the courage? Like, what gave them, like, it's, like, that's what I'm going back to, like, black people, how they, like, and I don't want to say this because I was listening to a podcast earlier today. Uh, I think it was Code Switch, how, like, in history, they were talking about this one, like, Korean American guy that, like, was speaking in the one of the BLM uh, protests, but they're saying how like they've downplayed a lot of Asian Americans' participations and like and with like the Black Lives Matter movement. So like since like Cesar Chavez, because apparently like Filipino Americans helped Cesar Chavez, or like they started the movement and then Cesar Chavez took credit because he was. I mean, maybe he was just more outspoken, but but I don't want to take any credit away from like all the work that has been done by other like minorities, but like but. Have, like black people have fucking been they're just the loudest and like they speak their voice and like I feel like that has helped us out a lot and it's had it has opened my eyes to like it's okay to be like nah you can't call me a fucking wetback or like you can't make fun of my accent you know like no like go fuck yourself yeah. you just don't have culture bitch anyway. yeah so I was also reading this the book like the undocumented Americans and in that book um she talks a lot about undocumented people and what they go through on a daily basis and um how her dad would experience like racism every single day when he was working for because he didn't have papers so he had to work for like he had to work as a like a cook or like 
Yeah, or like a, a delivery boy. That's what they'd call him. And then the, the daughter got mad and she's like, Dad, a like, man. Yeah, yeah, you're a delivery man, not a delivery boy. Like, that's yeah. white people trying to make you feel less like a man. Like, tell yeah. them, like, call you a delivery man. You're not a delivery boy. You're fucking 50 years old. Like, but, anyways, um. You know what? I'm so tired of that. I hear it breaks my heart when I hear stuff like that. Because honestly, like, it's like, no justice, no peace. I'm a tattoo on my forehead. Like, hell no. Like, no justice, no motherfucking peace. Yeah. And she just, like, she was really upset with her dad. She was like, how do you let these people treat you like that? Like, because she's like, I don't know. Because he got really upset because when she was younger, I guess she overheard her parents talking about, um, how the dad... How he was experience, uh, experiencing racism, like he was working as a cook, and the guy would call him spicks, and like he wouldn't pay them on time, or he wouldn't pay them at all, or like he would just like say like really mean things to them, like racial slurs, like just really bad racial slurs to all of them, not just the dad, mm-hmm. and um, they'd work like really long hours and stuff like that, and she just like felt that it was really unfair, so she called um that restaurant pretending to be a reporter and she was like hey um and she put like i don't know what accent she that she put on but she put on an accent and she was like hey i'm a reporter for i don't know what and i wanted to um say uh, see if you had any comment on this story that i'm writing about which is that one of your managers is really racist and like he uh one of the customers heard somebody saying like racial slurs to the mexican workers or do you have any comment on that and then that the white owner was like, no, 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 don't write on that. Like, I'll get it fixed right away. And like they fired the manager. And then once the daughter told um, the dad, like the dad got really upset. She's like, why would you do that? Like that manager lost his job. Dude, like fuck that manager yeah. and his job. Dude. Yeah. But that, like that. imagine how, how crazy, it is. like this man who's like being fucking harassed yeah. and shit. And like doesn't even get paid still thinks about the white man yeah. keeping his fucking job. Dude, that's like, fucking being whitewashed, honestly. That's like, to, yeah. keep, to keep white America white, and like, we have to like, um, just like, I, I heard like this one, like, don't ever like, this is just like a general kind of like, just saying that I read probably like in a post somewhere that like, don't hang around someone, and obviously I'm not saying the exact wording, but it says like, don't hang around someone if you have to like, make yourself feel smaller. And it's like, fuck that, dude. Fuck you, white people. I'm not gonna fucking hang around you. I'm gonna have to, like, support your white America. Like, hell yeah. But, but yeah, well, that back to that story that she just, um, so she did that, and then she's like, and I'll do it again. Like, she was I like, do it again. again. <laughs> yeah, like, she was like, I don't feel bad. Like, fuck that. And then, like, I don't know where I had heard this. Where was it? I think it might have been on a podcast. Was it on a podcast? Wait, or did a lot I read on a podcast. Yeah. I hear a lot of podcasts. But it was, I think it was on a podcast. Uh, a guy was like, oh yeah no no it was not a podcast it was a comedian um he was middle eastern and um he had gone on the ellen show and Mm -hmm. um ellen was like is your name this and this and like for like the last since he's been in the career like in that career he had let people call him that but his Mm -hmm. parents were there and then he looked at his parents and he saw his mom cringe when ellen said Mm -hmm. his name like that and he was like actually no ellen that's not my name my name is this and then she's like really like everybody's been pronouncing it this way he's like yeah but that's not my name this is how you say it. he's like it's not that hard to pronounce actually and then that's what he's like you guys be pronouncing like timothy theodore something yeah. something and he's like so it shouldn't be that hard for you guys to be able to pronounce like my name like it's not like your white people names are pretty hard to pronounce and we have to be able to pronounce them yeah. so you guys can pronounce mine and then um and she's like oh okay and then that her his dad was really upset he's like you got seven minutes with ellen and you spent 
like five of them asking her to correct your name why would you do that and then he told them like because daddy we're here to survive but i'm here to live like he's like i'm not gonna be like mm-hmm. putting aside no like, yeah, like we're not gonna stay quiet about things like that anymore like why should we like why should we like accommodate for white people like why should we feel uncomfortable so that white people could feel comfortable and like like he said like why do we have to pronounce your name like correctly but we can't have our name pronounced correctly even though it's such a small thing like we want that too and like like it's just like why do we have to learn your language and you can't learn ours like why do you have to call us stupid when we know two languages and you only know one like i don't know yeah um i remember when you were telling me how a bunch of like white people were like oh go back to your country go back to your mm-hmm. country well i'm not sure if it was you i remember hearing this is like but if we tell you go back to your place oh, like yeah, you I don't even you know that. where you're from yeah and then he was just like I, like oh i know this conversation started because my friend johnson was talking about his last name yeah. he doesn't know where he's from because uh ancestors were slave owners and like now he has a white person last name and like he doesn't know his past and i do because my last name is martinez i know like where i'm from mm-hmm. and we're talking about like white people saying i'll oh, go back to where you're from mm-hmm. but if we tell them that they don't even know where they're from and like yeah they're like, like i'm like two part irish and like Dude, that's so irish. annoying yeah because it's like bitch irish people don't even fucking like you like get the fuck out of here like europeans Dude, don't like no one like likes Americans. you no one likes like, you really <laughs> like no one likes you with your two percent fucking irish get the fuck yeah. out of here i've met irish all right guys our third topic of our rant is um forgiving toxic people uh i wrote this while i was at the office at work so i was listening to paul Gum- paul gail Gum- martin's see y'all white people's last name never i know i'm like i love paul he's one of the good ones <laughs> well his podcast is mental and his happy hour um and i he was speaking about something about this like someone wrote into his podcast about her mom and how she's fucking crazy but my i want to talk about forgiving toxic people and sometimes you don't have to forgive people and it's okay to cut people out of your life especially your family and especially your parents um because i feel like because they drag you no but um yeah how we walk your family's a dead goose hanging from you or something like that it's so funny yeah dragging you down Willy Wonka Willy says Wonka, that because he like, never had parents and he's like that. he's like I don't really get that relationship with parents like they're just dead yeah, geese hanging yeah. from your neck dragging yeah. you down from yeah. your success or just something like that he says that to Charlie oh like gosh. a little kid yeah. and then the kid's like but I love my parents and he's like yeah but they're poor and like yeah. they're dragging you down he's like dude they're trifling he's like that's so funny um well I want to talk about I don't really know since this is our first episode i don't really know how our, who our audience is gonna be but i feel like this is good for all age ranges because a lot of people feel like oh uh because your family or because your blood you can't cut them out or you should try to repair the relationship but it's like no fuck that fuck your parent fuck your yeah, mom fuck your people, dad you fuck your brother it. fuck your sister like Fuck all of them, like, like literally, like, just name dropping. No, but like, if they're toxic, get them the fuck out of your life. Like, uh, I'm not trying to make this out of myself, but like, my our mom, her siblings, was an extremely toxic, crazy person. Like, and like, I don't want to use the crazy word because I know it's like, nah, I'm gonna use it. But she was fucking insane. Um, and I made the decision when I was 19 to cut her out of my life, and my life bloomed. Like, I, it was a fucking amazing because she was a drug addict. She abused alcohol. Well, she didn't abuse alcohol, but 
she was a drug addict then she did drink every now and then but like she and on top of that she was like bipolar schizophrenic refused to get help and the drugs didn't help she was really abusive um and i cut her out of my life and it was great like sometimes you don't have to forgive people and it's okay like because like i know like a lot of our friends would be like oh yeah but she's your mom like like and bitch she's my mom and what you didn't go to sleep hungry you didn't get your ass beat when you were little for no reason like you didn't grow up in my environment so go take your pain and shove it up your ass like no like she's my mom and what like that doesn't mean that i have to respect her because she doesn't respect me that doesn't mean that i have to forgive her and try to establish a relationship like no sometimes it's better to cut the relationship with anyone and end it there like sometimes there's no room for closure yeah i feel like it's a really boomer approach that people say like respect your elders respect like people like that are Mm -hmm. older than you because not everybody deserves respect like there's a lot of people who abuse their power and you shouldn't just respect them like you should always question people and like i feel like a lot of older people um it's like only because you're closer to death doesn't mean i'm gonna respect you yeah like Like, I feel like teachers, too, like, teachers are, like, like, older teachers are, like, I deserve respect because, I don't know, like, they really abuse their power, too, and some teachers, not all teachers, like, some boomer old teachers, like, I know in my childhood, I had a lot of teachers like that, and, um, I felt like I did have to respect them, and then once I got older, and, like, there's kids, yeah, I bought them back for real, for real, there's kids that, like, look up to me sometimes, and, like, I would never talk to them that way, or, like, make them feel, like, little, because I'm older, or whatever, and I just don't know what goes on to people, like, it's mental illness, yeah, it is mental illness, it definitely is mental illness, that's, um, or, like, they hate their lives, or, like, someone that's demanding this respect is obviously because they don't get it in other areas in their life, and they're trying to make you give, give it to them, because, like, my mom didn't get respect from her husband. My mom didn't get respect from herself. So society. she tried to... Society. Like, so she tried to, like, abuse her kids and be like, you have to respect me. No one else does, but you do. And and then she fucking flipped it around because she had six trifling-ass kids, which is all of us. And we're like, no, bitch, it's not always going to work with us. And we didn't. We didn't respect her. And that's okay because she was a fucking bitch and she wasn't a good mom. And, like, it's fine to and cut people out of your life that are like that. By not respecting her, it didn't mean that we... Like, it doesn't mean respecting, like, another parent. Because we have to explain the situation so they yeah. don't sound like bad children. Oh, yeah. Because res- not respecting her was us, like, not letting her let us starve. Like, we'd speak out. And, like, yeah. not respecting her was calling her out in front of friends or family uh-huh. that could have, like, put her on the spot. Like, that was us not respecting her. Um, yeah. Because that's what her respect looked like. Like, saying quiet when she didn't buy us toilet paper, saying quiet when she didn't yeah. buy us basic Neat. stuff that we like When she yeah. tries to explain a perfect view of her trying, family to died. her brothers and sisters, yeah. but we're out here freaking screaming on the top of our lungs yeah. otherwise. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was us not respecting her. So it wasn't us, like, um, I don't know, just being, like, disrespectful. Like, that was not... Like, oh yeah no, yeah no. occasionally we did do that because she was coming at us but um yeah there was always like like a reason for it because she always like i don't know she always she like, to post up yeah, to us, she like, was always, always angry but going back to like it's okay like it's okay like if you have someone in your life that is related to you because i feel like i've i've this i've heard that a lot in my friends or people that i know that like oh my sibling or like my mom or my dad is really abusive or they're they keep bringing me down or they're not supportive or like 
they make me feel uncomfortable cut them the fuck out it's okay like give yourself permission to like cut people out of your life that make you feel uncomfortable and like never talk to them again literally like you never never ever have to talk to this person again and it's so empowering once you realize that that you're like oh wait i actually it is really uncomfortable trying to remove people from your life but once you realize like fuck this person they obviously have something wrong in their head because they keep making like trying to make me feel smaller like cut them out cut those people out and it's it's okay to even though they're blood related or even though they're friends if it's just anyone just cut them out for me what i've noticed it was usually just women or like that i've noticed because mm. i haven't seen a bunch of guys do it like women have a very hard time from my experience mm. uh cutting off like a toxic like a relationship mm. and like it's very obvious shit. <laughs> it's very obvious that they're getting dragged down mm. and like they have like they also do so much they also mm. do so much more but then like they're being dragged down they're being like these are like emotionally or physically abused by this person but mm. like they feel like the the guy makes them feel like they need to stay there for mm-hmm. so, i don't know what they do to do that yeah and like it's intense yeah. and i'm always just like dude trust me you're gonna be way better once you like get rid of them yeah. and like completely like block his mom block him block his yeah. freaking throw his son out the window oh <laughs> my god throw his son out, <laughs> the, throw his window. Son out the window That's like screw everyone like well for yeah. my what i've seen is usually usually a bunch of women because all my friends when they have like a toxic girl they just they they're like that nah. Nah, that's a, that's crazy, dude. I have seen guys do that. They're like, nah, this bitch is crazy. And then yeah, we're like, no, crazy. this motherfucker, he's yeah. a felon. I love him. He's a and he's like, oh, I love him. Potential. Like, yeah. The potential. potential. No, I've Seek never done that. Ass. Oh my god, dude. No, I mean, I've never done that, dude. If you don't have like a like a good everything mental Stable state, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't even look at you. Like, I'm there, like, get the fuck out of here. But yeah. no. I mean, I think I've done that twice in my life, but um, I do think. Probably. I, mean, I don't want to say it's just women, but um, I think it is Which really is hard to cut people that you love people. out of your like, life. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't saying it was just women. I'm saying no, no, I know, experience. I know. I'm saying from your experience, but I, I don't know because I do see a lot of women do that. But I don't want to speak for all women either. I don't want to yeah. just put it on. No, I have seen too. a lot of women do that. Too. Yeah, like yeah. my ex girlfriend. No, I'm joking. Oh my <laughs> god, you're like I'm so toxic. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> fucking toxic. Like she and told me, bitch, still came. Dude, I sold her dog. <laughs> Oh my god, that's Dude, so funny. Fucking Martin actually did that. Oh, oh. my god, no. <laughs> my best friend's ex-boyfriend actually did that. That's insane. But, that's dude, I'd be like, I told... No, she told me that she'd be with me through anything, and I kept putting her through anything. <laughs> oh my god, no, that's so I funny. I put her through anything. <laughs> I wanted to I see. I don't know. That's so funny. Oh, well, I just think it's important to say that because, um, like, this is kind of related but like Osvaldo do you remember Waldo mm-hmm. yeah he kept telling because Waldo was like in medical school his parents like lost his house like his mom and they were just going through like a shit sh- like a shit show and like yeah. he was the only one like making money and he was paying the bills and fucking I'm, I don't know how the, his man still has hair but I was just telling him like because dumbass Isaac was like yeah like they're your family like you should support them like it's and then I grabbed the phone and I was like no dude like fuck your family get the fuck out of there dude like they're draining you like you're going to medical school and for them to take advantage of that that you're the only one that's working hell no they should be supporting you right now they should be like hey dude this is the only person that's like like going to medical school like we should get our problems and try to figure them out ourselves instead of putting because he dude he like he's Mm, your age, I think he's twenty one, yeah, and he is the only one that works. His other brother works at McDonald's, which is not bad, but like his brother doesn't help out with the family, like paying the bills because they're they're a single parent home, and like 
yeah but they're siblings and like i think his mom lost his job and they like that's still a house and like just everything that was going wrong it was going wrong with their family and like isaac was just giving some bad advice to him and i was just like no like you don't have to put up with your family's shit like get your shit and leave yeah like, even though it life. sounds really selfish and it feels like really conflicting mm-hmm. inside you have to do it like yeah. you have to because if not you'll be in the same hole that they are you'll be like fighting for that fucking mcdonald's job with your brother yeah. like, dude, you'll be <laughs> yeah. stuck in that same hole and like um i don't know who i think it was warren buffett who said this but um I mean, don't quote me on this, like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my god, Donald Trump. Trump. No, um, he was just like, once you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. And like, when you're in a hole like that, your family's digging for you, dude. Like, they're yeah. digging a bigger fucking hole for you. Like, tell them, hey, like, you're gonna be in this hole for a little bit. Let me get out and then come back and get you out with a ladder, dude. Like, I can't, like, crawl out of here with you pulling me down and digging yeah. a bigger hole for me. So hold up, wait here in this, um, in this environment like like rough it what does it say rough it bootstrap it i don't know no it's like um fuck what's it called tough it out i don't know well um i guess tough it out and um and wait for me to get out of my situation and come back and when i'm more stable help you out because you're not going to be able to help them out in the in like in your situation mm-hmm. and i feel like your family like i feel like family really doesn't understand that like they want help now and i just like you don't owe them that help like at all like you don't you don't owe your family anything i mean they don't owe you anything either but like yeah we all get like yeah like support each other but then don't cross boundaries yeah like, they're supporting each other and then there's like you abusing your family members well, and also using that metaphor it's like don't expect to come back out of that hole and built the stairs for them you could come back with a blueprint and then watch them yeah build themselves out like yeah i don't know i feel like also like i don't know but i don't know it's for every i I don't want someone to speak for every hispanic but for our experience and my friend's experience and every other hispanic that we know (laughs) (laughs) parents always ask to use your credit like always 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 and it's fucking annoying like no bitch you can't use my credit and then they make you feel really bad for it they're like like okay i guess i'll just have to struggle for another couple months i'm like bro i'm struggling for my whole life like yeah you can struggle for another couple months like yeah um, i guess it just goes in a rabbit hole because like um i forgot what i was gonna say fuck but it was it was on fire no but um it just goes back in a rabbit hole because it's like we need to fix what's broken in our communities and then go uh break white people's knees and oh my God. um no we need racist yeah we have racist white people not not guy ross we love you guy ross paul yeah. Martin, we love you two kisses and her white professors that are teach philosophy <laughs> we love you and um but um no we do need to fix what's our and broken our communities and like i feel like hispanic people are just like not woke or like it's just old so Hispanic. old but like i don't hear like it's usually like i don't know what's up with hispanic people i mean maybe because we grew up in a very very hispanic community because we grew up in brownstone it was all mexican there was like one black kid and like three white people and like every now Asian and then you'll see an asian yeah, like every now and then and like 
the archers the only trokian that's all they want to talk no, about like no chemicals like no chemicals and like los edgars and, and, and the, um the girl and the hachiro girl that's all they want to talk about <laughs> they just, they it's like about. why don't you ever wonder like hey why do you have three kids and you don't have a job and like you need, we need to fix our own fucking community like we need to fix that hispanics don't talk about their own like you stop letting your parents use your fucking credit, bitch. Like, stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or anyone in your family. Like, anyone. yeah. Like, stop letting your tia use your credit. Don't, like, like, my mom used my credit and it fucked it up for years. And it's still fucked up. Like, I have, like, a, or my dad, I don't know. One of those trifling motherfuckers. Yeah, lose my credit. And, like, I, I have, like, a car. Mom used Axel's credit for a car, for a fridge, for a table, some furniture. She no, died. was, like, 13. Yeah. yeah. She died and my brother's left with years and years and years of debt. Like, yeah. half an hour. And <laughs> half an arm and shitty credit and like yeah but that's just part of it. it's so like in the community in our hispanic community and mexican community like culture like well not culture community like it's just so like normal to normal to like use other people's credit and it's just like because you're not educated enough like you just like let them because you don't understand what that is yeah. but, dude like, like in the white community you inherit your parents wealth and then in the minority community you, you inherit, inherit their problems. debt yeah, yeah you inherit problems, problems. Yeah. like bringing it back to white gambling yeah <laughs> but like, that shouldn't be normal like you should tell your parents like hey like you made mistakes they're not my mistakes i did and not ask to be born them. like this is my story i write it like mm-hmm. you you can't write my story like i'm not gonna let you use my credit i'm not gonna let you use my money like I'm not like I worked for it. I understand that you worked for your stuff, um, and I know you were a parent to me. Um, but oh, not again, a good one, but a parent nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm never gonna let, like for if Jordan were to come up to me, and I don't know, like I don't know, it's because what mom did always to us was like I'm your mom, like I've been here for you my whole life, but like I didn't ask to be born, and Jordan didn't ask to be born either, so like. You can't hold them accountable for you giving them life. Like they did not ask to be yeah. born. Like nobody asked to be born. So don't hold anyone accountable for that. Like yeah, there's like an ethical argument mom. for that. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like what do you mean? I gave you life. Like yeah, but I never asked for that life ever. Yeah. Like, like and you it's made a that shitty one too. Me. Like yeah, yeah. Like um, so I wouldn't. I don't tell that to Jordan either, ever. Like I gave you life, Jordan. Like you have to respect me and like you owe me stuff. Like no, like. I mean, like, let's say your parents ask you that and be like, shit, come live my life. Go to my McDonald's job and let me ask you for That's your fucking true, credit. All right? like, go to my 9 go, to 5. Go to my 9 to 5. Let me on. lay on my ass and buy your fucking fridge with your credit. Let's do yeah. it. Let's trade right yeah. now. Like, yeah. d- you know damn well they're going to say no. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, because there is also Hispanic parents that do work really hard and do experience, like, racism. But our parents... I mean, I might probably dad did, but mom did, and she laid on her ass twenty four seven getting her bills was paid. So fucking had had it made, and that bitch is like, she had six cars, she had a five bedroom home, um, she never worked a day in her goddamn life, uh, and and she still like fuck. Well, this has nothing to do with the argument, but we were talking about this is just maintain now, but y'all still have to hear it now. But mm-hmm. um yeah or anyways well the point was just like don't let people abuse your like just cross your boundaries and cut them out like sometimes it's okay to cut people out like it's fine um well first try to set boundaries if they don't follow them then cut them out of your life no cut them out straight (laughs) no yeah just try to set boundaries with i mean because there's relationships where like people just don't know what boundaries are and they could be fixed with boundaries but then if they don't understand what they are i mean if they understand what they are and then they're still crossing them then at that point cut them out like 
completely. Yeah, yeah but I, it is something really big in our community that I feel like, because, like, all of our cousins are fucking stupid. Like, uh, like literally, they had both of their parents, but it's just, like, like, I don't know. I don't know what's up with, the, like, the Mexican community, like, that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's changing, but I can't see it to, like, like the Mexican people that I know. I just don't see, like, movement, like, moving up the corporate ladder or, like, caring about education or talking about, like, how we're discriminated or, like, um, and that's just, like, more, like, other races do that. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I yeah. haven't been in a Mexican community for a while because we moved out and we don't really talk to our family anymore. Yeah. But, um... Because they're toxic. Yeah. yeah. But, um... Well, when I lived with Jordan's family, that was never talked about ever, like, um, racism, and actually, one of Jordan's family members, her husband's a sheriff, Yeah. he thinks he's white, he's fucking Mexican, but he thinks he's white, and, like, he acts like a white person, but, um, and I think so to his wife, I don't remember. Dude, talking about that today, when I was listening to Code Switch, um, I think the episode is called, like, A Korean American's Awakening, or something like that, and... Let me see what it's called. I was just listening to it today. Well, the point of the of the podcast was how um, this guy. I've talked about it earlier in the episode, but um, oh, a, a, one Korean American's reckoning, and then he it says um, ooh, I played it uh, at a Black Lives Matter protest, Los Angeles. A young Korean American man named Imong Hong decided to grab a microphone addressing other asian americans in the crowd he decided to um he decided he he described the need to stop being quiet and complacent in a fight against racism blah 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 blah. keeps going but um he was saying how like oh yeah like he grew up pretending he was white and like he thought he was white. he played football blah blah, blah. so you like um what's the word like immerse yourself with american culture which is white um but then at the end of the day, when shit hits the fan, uh, surprise motherfucker, you're not white and they're they're never going to see you as one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, then he was just saying like, oh, like you guys need to stop like being quiet and like being complacent, whatever, because we're not white. No matter how much we try to assimilate, like they're still going to fucking like say racist shit about us when they close the door or like they're still going to like say racist shit about like black people because yeah. when shit hit the fan you're still have some melanin in that damn skin and you can't take it out yeah i mean back to that story though that guy's really really cool though like that sheriff guy i didn't want to shit on him because yeah. he's really nice and he actually helped me out a lot yeah. but um they'd always roast him like everybody's like hey wait like no he's not cool like you're not white and like i remember they like, always joke around like like i remember his grandma would always joke around like that he thought he was white mm. but um um but he was a really nice guy though like there's like i guess just that part that was like off about him like and a lot of people do that. It's not just him. No, no, yeah, but that's just like a thing that we grew up with. Also, like everyone, uh, like I remember when when Donald Trump got elected, and Axel was like telling little Mexican kids to go back. Axel is our our brother. Um, he lives in Brownsville. He doesn't live with us, but like he was telling little, he was getting out of the bus, um, and he was telling little Mexican kids to go, um, to go back to Mexico and. I harassed him because I was like, "Are you fucking stupid, dude? Our parents crossed the border more more times than I could count. Like, our, we're from Mexico. Like, that's our culture. Like, you have a fucking bean stapled to your fucking forehead. We look Mexican. Are we have an accent? Like, people are always like, "Oh, are you from? You're so ethnic. Like, 
bitch, the fuck you mean go back to Mexico? You go back to Mexico, motherfucker. Like, um, don't be telling. Like, that was like that's that's probably traumatizing to those kids. Like going like that's probably trauma they're gonna have to carry for the rest of their lives. Like, like oh yeah, like some because I said we are really light skinned for Mexicans, and everyone's always think like think that we're not. Um, so like I, I guess that's why he felt like superior to them. But it's like no bitch because you can't get the martinez out of your fucking last name you can't get that accent out of you you can't get that accent out of you yeah like dude you're always gonna have that mexican accent we're always gonna have it we might as well be proud of it and like it's just that like i feel like i mean i might as well just be proud of it like, there's no yeah. might as well like you should yeah, be proud yeah, of it like be why it, people yeah. be trying to erase our culture and like erase like like dude like for the longest time since i came to austin like um i noticed that my accent was um, or people kept pointing it out to me. Oh, people I never kept pointing it out to me. When I lived in Dallas, sorry to interrupt you, when I oh lived God. in Dallas, um, there was like a lot more black people that I was around, and like none of them ever pointed out my accent. None yeah. of them, none of them. When I moved to Austin, they're like, Where are you from? Like, what are you, where are you? Where do you go? You're so fucking ethnic, or like, oh, I so know, spicy. oh you're so spicy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But when I moved to Austin, a lot of people were like, well, you have a really like hard accent, like a hard yeah, dude. Accent. It's like, bitch, no, we don't like yeah. what? Like, yeah. And then, um, uh, I'm not gonna say this person's name, but uh, say their name though. Yeah, no, um, a guy that I went day on recently. He's um from I don't know where the fuck he was born, but he lives in Washington. He came to visit for a date, and he's Middle Eastern. And then he's like, bitch, I thought you were gonna have like. Well, he didn't call me bitch, but he was like. I thought you were gonna have like a heavy ass accent because you're Hispanic, and I'm like, dude, I do. Like everybody tells me here, like that I have a yeah. Heavy, it's only white people that tell accent. me that I have a thick accent. All the other minorities are like, oh, raza. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, dude, like you sound normal. You sound like yeah. Like you sound normal as fuck. You don't have an accent at all. And I was like, dude, white people be telling me I have like a heavy accent. Yeah. And he's like, no, I can't hear it at all. Like you sound American. And I was like, dude, what yeah. the fuck? But. Well, since I came here, I became really insecure about my accent, so I kept dude, trying to I erase didn't. it. I never, I was never, but that's... I've never had anyone tell me that. Dude, I've yeah. told many people tell me uh, that, and I became really insecure about it, and then I remember, like, telling one of my, um... I just think it makes me spicy. That's oh, my gosh. Dude, I became really insecure about it, because, I don't know, people would say it in a weird, mean way, and, like, I'd be yeah. like, oh, I feel really insecure about it now, so let me try to... So, ever since then, I've been trying to, like, pronounce things, like, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And then, when all this Black Lives Matter stuff happened, and, like, everything came out, like, I noticed, like, I was like, wait, why should I have to do Like, I don't have to. Like, this is part yeah. of my culture. Like, I don't have to. And then, like, I even wanted to paint my hair blonde. Like, I mm-hmm. literally, like, went through this whole thing, and John... Mm-hmm. Um, was the one who was like, no, what the fuck? Like, John's be proud a, of your John's one of the gals. Family. Yeah, <laughs> just like be proud of your culture. Like, don't paint your hair blonde. Like, that's what makes you you. Like, that's what makes me like you. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? And then like, I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't do it, but um, yeah. yeah for, like, that's an internal struggle that struggle that I had. Like, I was really insecure. Um, looking Mexican and like looking, yeah. um, like really. I, I guess Mexican like like Bella Hadid's mom said be proud of your roots yeah. <laughs> well I don't know I just feel like it's something that, that white people try to do or like yeah. the society and the culture like here in America they try to like make you feel bad for looking different than white people mm-hmm. and like that's what makes you want to look yeah. white I don't think it makes you feel bad I just think it's like the norm like that's the standard of beauty like yeah, yeah white yeah on yeah like on so like that's all you see like on beauty mag well that's changing now but like since we were little to now like barbies were white like 
everything like girls on tv were white like yeah. they were all white so it never you never saw your culture being represented so you were like fuck like for me to look pretty I that's have to funny though because like i had never even thought about that till i got older yeah like, until, like they made coco i was telling i was having um i was the first time i ever saw coco was with a group of friends that i'm not friends with anymore but um one of them was hispanic and the other two were white and i was just telling them like damn that's crazy because that was the first time i've seen it and i was like this is so crazy because they were really accurate and like the, like the way they represent our culture the way the fucking old ass grandma got mad and broke the guitar i was like dude mexican parents and hit totally. him with the yeah and then hit him <laughs> yeah. with the chancla i was like those trifling ass parents do that shit they do it they break your shit and they hit you but um like they got it on like they hit the nail on the no they hit that with the same they hit the nail on the head ah, whatever it, and I was just like, damn, that's so crazy with Jordan, my nephew. Um, that's normal to him now. Like, to him, he hears us always talking about racial issues. And, like, for him, that's, like, it's the norm. It's like us seeing Snow White and seeing a white bitch. Like, for us, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what is normal. But he grew up seeing Coco and, like, our culture being represented. And, like, on the big screen and, like, that. It seems so small, but it's so significant. It is really significant, like. What are you gonna say, bitch? Cause you've been staying quiet. Oh, I was just gonna say that I hate how I hate how because I talk. I still t- not now anymore, mm-hmm. but I would talk to a lot of people from Brownsville, mm-hmm. and I would try to like bring up conversations like this, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Dude, why do you like to? Why do you even talk about that? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck do you mean? Why do I even talk about that? Like, that's like what's going on now. Like, why don't yeah. you want to talk about it? And it's like, ah, oh, just stay in my bubble, bro. And it's like, yeah. oh, I hate. Like, I don't know. I hate how all these kids. Well, this is just Brownsville, a very mm-hmm. small town. And like, I think it's just like all small towns in general are like that. Yeah. Yeah, like they hate like to talk about. Like they don't. Like uh, I told this to you. Like they rather post Black Lives Matter on their oh, yeah. story uh, instead of going out and talking about it and convincing others to be part of mm. the movement. Like, like harassing white people for like fucking being racist. Mm. They they don't want to do any of that because they think it's too much. Like they, I don't know what they think. Like they think like <laughs> sharing it on Facebook. Yeah. Like fucking reposting a black screen isn't a fucking change anything like dude you got to be a part of it like yeah like that went yeah i mean they don't necessarily have to go protest but like when they have a conversation with everybody yeah Yeah, like when you're faced with like like, a situation like this speak up and like yeah yeah it's where it is hard i was listening to a podcast today and it was a one korean american the code switch podcast with the korean american how like he only he's not an activist he's just some random fucking guy that was at a protest and like felt moved and he wanted to like do a speech but he said like how it's really hard to do this every day like to keep fucking talking about race and like keep talking about like even like small like jokes and stuff like that like to correct people and it is uncomfortable but like that's actual um that's actual change not you speaking on a fucking microphone one time at a protest yeah like being like having the everyday conversations and keep talking about it yeah. is what makes change um yeah like the other well when i had the the woman who wrote white fragility she talks about uh, in the video that i sent mm-hmm. you she talked about how um she thought she was a woke white person and mm-hmm. oh i'm shaming that racist joke about their hair yeah she didn't realize that, that she was making a racist joke but like i don't know if you saw it but um that um there's like three black women two she was friends with one she didn't know at all mm-hmm. and um she sat down well they all sat down and then um they were like i don't know why they didn't call i don't know her name like let's say margaret margaret back to um 
to that office like maybe she scared them away with her hair and then she starts laughing mm. and then um she thought she was being like the cool white person that understands black culture and stuff mm. like that and like how their hair is something like yeah. that stands out and that they get discriminated against mm. and i guess that's what she was trying to say mm. but like the the black friend that she had she was like hey like th- my friend got really offended with that joke you said about her hair the other day and she's like what joke and she's like like what you said about her hair that it scares people away and she's like oh i didn't know i was trying i didn't wasn't trying to be offensive she's like yeah but it was offensive mm-hmm. and she was like oh my god so she's like tell her to come talk to me and like so the black lady went to talk to her and she was like hey like yeah that was really offensive and like she was like okay well i want you to know that um correct me anytime i say anything like that she's like okay do you want me to do it publicly or private and she was like publicly, publicly yeah. yeah so like dude it's small talks like that that change it is it is small talks like yeah. yeah yeah you have to shame them sometimes dude, yeah. no. the no. people i talk to i'm gonna i'm gonna say this name Karime, because no because um like when i'll be having a conversation with her like she'll be like yeah uh-huh and it's obvious that she's not paying attention mm-hmm. she doesn't care and like I don't know I just continue like harassing her about mm. this situation not like obviously physically or mentally yeah. I'll just continue like telling her stuff because like like I told you that attitude she carries herself with like she believes that like in her fucking soul that like these problems aren't fucking real or something mm. and like she doesn't like pay attention to like women having like more problems and like she doesn't pay attention to any of this and then I try to bring it up to her for she could like help mm. the situation because like one voice can help a lot yeah. and what's it called um, like she doesn't care and like her, her and all her friends that are like freaking like little Mexicans they yeah. they pretend that they're like white because of their parents have money and yeah. like and they hang around with like white people yeah. and they don't see these problems like well I'm pretty sure they choose not to because they hang around with white people yeah and like I don't with- think they choose not to it's just that like when you're hanging around with white like when I dated Yam for four years and he's white and I was hanging around with your white corporate people and like it's really hard to not to see other like cause like I I would I wasn't with you guys and like I was just around white people and like I didn't really care about those issues either because I was around, I was in a nice downtown apartment and like I didn't have to worry about anything and like I was like eh, women's rights whatever like and eh, the minority rights whatever like I'm here chilling in this downtown fucking apartment with like my nice ass car and like and then one day and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking shit the fan I'm like ah! um, but it's, it's just like but white people like when I would say stuff like that like I'm like when I would even mention like little things about like minorities and stuff I mean Yan has opened up his heart or like his brain or whatever the fuck it is like his wallet <laughs> a lot more to Mexicans because that's all we trying to get you to open okay stop helping us with moral support open up them wallets white people um pay our college loans I'm like <laughs> our fucking tuition but um he would just be like uh no that's not real and I'm like oh okay yeah no it's not real but like white people just they're just trying I don't know it's just like it's but also um no, she lives sense, in but yeah. Brownsville um so they any small town like it's like I don't know it's like really hard um to think different when you're in a small town like you have to actually get out and experience life and then Mm. you're like oh like there's more than just my small town and in brownsville like you're not a minority you're uh the majority because everybody's mexican Mexican. over there so you don't feel the racism like you don't feel any type of discrimination because everybody's rasa there like so is it into it isn't until you get out because i didn't experience any sort of discrimination until i came to austin Mm. um 
and then I felt small, and then I felt like a yeah, minority. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. in Brownsville, I felt like the majority. Like I felt like like white people were the minorities. Like white people were the outcasts. Like we wouldn't hang out with white people. We'd yeah, be like, mm, get the fuck away. Yeah, because um, we yeah, didn't understand the culture. Salty and spicy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, really yeah, and so we didn't like. There's never any white people. Like there was, like, in school I never saw a black person ever. Um, the I'm only sure people either. I saw were Mexicans. Um, and then sometimes Indian, very rarely Asians, and then that was it, like maybe one or two white people. Um, but we were the majority, so we, you don't experience racism um, yeah, there no. at all. It's everybody's rasa, like every manager's rasa, like everybody in the restaurants are like Mexican. Rasa, yeah, yeah, like they're all Mexican, so you don't experience it. Um, no, so it I'm, is a border town, so well, right yeah, now, it's a border town. I don't know why. Uh, there's like in my school there's Germans there's a lot of Germans and they're like really? foreign yeah there's like like there's, in Brownsville yeah and there's oh. a bunch of like Asian kids yeah. and like there's well, a bunch and I mean a bunch of white people and there's yeah. like a few black yeah, people Hannah. yeah Hannah yeah. and like um, I'm not gonna say a lot of black people cause there's like uh, there's like a good handful but I wanna say there's more other races than black and like there's a lot of white people now. I don't know why they, where they I came like from, but I need to go back. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. so too. Because like honestly, if y'all want a five bedroom home for like fifteen hundred dollars, dude. My friend Jessica owns two mansions there, bro. Yeah. Well, her, her parents, they own two mansions in Brownsville. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but like literally, with dude, with will we pay for a three bedroom apartment in like the ghetto of Boston? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the ghetto anymore, but it used to. This is like the cheaper area to live. Um. We were all probably we would be living good. I mm. would be Dude, living good over there. We would be like, like oh, nah, we were all one fucking whole block. Yeah. We'd have Dude. fucking my ladies open at three in the morning. <laughs> Dude, literally, <laughs> oh my god, we'd call the owner and be like, hey, open up. We're gonna spend eighty bucks tonight. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. They'd do it. They'd fucking <laughs> they'd go over for you. Everything's so cheap over there. Yeah, and I'd rather fucking die than go back. Oh well, what I was saying is that, like, oh, because I have these conversations with like. Even, like mm. probably one of her friends or like one of my friends and they don't like to talk about it and they all hang around with white people and I feel like I tell them like why don't you talk about this why don't you do this mm. and I feel like they don't want to like make their white friends feel yeah. uncomfortable for like they'll that? stay in that white group with yeah. Like, all their yeah, white for sure. friends and like they don't want to be like that one friend who's talking about it and then yeah. like other people all their other white friends see them differently yeah like, i'm pretty sure they want to stay there and like yeah no that's that yeah i'm pretty sure they're like oh i thought you were the cool minority like i thought you didn't but, believe in racism yeah, yeah but now that's not that's not happening but um <laughs> yeah but yeah, like, like also what oh, i was just gonna say like how like isaac when we we're at dennis's party we were the only minorities there and i am a trifling ass bitch and i was talking a lot of shit about white people and the p- party was all white and Dude, Josh, they had some white people music before that. Oh, yeah, I was like, who the fuck put this elevator music on? And, like, I took it off and I put my music on. And, like, I mean, don't be disrespectful about it, but we've been quiet for more than 400 years, dude. It's, th- it's our time to talk. It's our time to yeah, talk. Yeah, it's our time to talk. Um, uh, and just support your community. As soon as I started talking shit, Isaac was like, oh, yeah, because Isaac's another minority, another Mexican that was there. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck, oh, I've been keeping this in. He was like, fuck all these white people. And he's like, fuck all of them. And then, like, I fucking got super drunk and I passed out in Dennis's guest bedroom. And he was like, oh, shit, where's Joss? <laughs> he was like, oh, my shit, where's Joss? Dude, I was quiet the whole time, but not because I wanted to, just because I was drunk as fuck and I started slurring really bad. 
But, like, if I was in my, like, without being drunk, I would have been talking because, dude, it really made me mad when that guy, um... Oh, so that that's why we look, that y'all all look the same or whatever? Yeah, like, I was really drunk by the time, but I looked at him and, like, I, remember I was like, I can't face. compose an argument right now because I'm really drunk, but that really offended me. And, like, I was just yeah. staring at him and then I looked away and then he was just giggling and then, um... And Jason was one of the cool white people in that fucking group. Yeah, but, like, I feel like it offended him that I said, like, that... Oh, that's her. Yeah, she sounded like fucking Timothy. I'm like, bro, it sounds exactly the same to me. Like, and he's like, yeah, and that's why all you minorities look the same to us, dude. Oh, dude, if if fucking me and Isaac were there, we were choke them. You were there, but like you, you, I don't know. You just started laughing, and then like I, like I, we were both drunk as fuck. Yeah, we were both drunk. It offended me to my core. Like I just looked at him, and I was like, dude, I'm so drunk right now. Literally, I'm gonna sound like an idiot if I start talking. And I'm gonna make everybody look bad. Well, like, your the wind gets your face gets red when the wind hits you. <laughs> but if I could go back in time and not be drunk just to like make an argument with him, I would have, and I would have like crashed the party. Oh yeah. my god, that's okay. No, but I feel like we're making a lot of people feel uncomfortable because like, a good. lot of them that's went okay. inside and like they wouldn't yeah. want to hang out with us, and it was just me, you, and Isaac, and the doctor. Yeah. that was like there were and Isaac Mexican, and that the doctor was Muslim. Yeah. So like the only minority stay together, but it's like yeah, white people as soon as it gets uncomfortable they leave, and yeah. it's like no bitch, we're gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Like you've been making us feel uncomfortable. Dude, even the host that invited you, he wasn't with us. He went inside and like yeah. um, Dennis and yeah, Dennis. Name, man. <laughs> and um, Jason was with us most of the time. Yeah, Jason and then, was with us. Um, I mean, he still stayed after he made that really unnecessary comment, but yeah, um, he was pretty cool. He was chilling. Like he was cooler than all the other white people, yeah. but he still made a really rude comment. Um. Yeah. But yeah, you could tell that all the white people felt really uncomfortable. They were just like, oh, like, I don't get this music. This music sounds spicy. Yeah, like, and they're like, this, uh, this is a little spicy right yeah. now. <laughs> and then when you put it on, Dennis was like, what is this? And then Jason was like, dude, what do you mean? Like, it's one of the biggest, biggest like, genres in the fucking world, you idiot. Yeah. yeah, like, reggaeton is so international. Like, get the fuck out of here with your own cultured ears. Like, yeah, he's like, I've never heard it before. I'm like, bro, dude, I'm I played sure like J Balvin. I was playing like J Balvin, like Bad Bunny. And he was like, yeah. who? Uh, mm-hmm. Rabid bad and he yeah, was like who like, is this and he's like who is this uh fucking four-time grammy i don't i'm actually i don't know how many times i know he's won some grammys but like he's like who's this grammy winner i've never heard of him like yeah. like you heard that one song he has with drake oh i know oh, this song dude that one light-skinned black guy what's his name drake and Drake-y. like dude <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the easy names those are uh, ethnic names and mm. dude literally dude they just like I feel like a lot of white people are getting. Do we keep coming back to this? But we're angry. It's because we experience it every single day. Yeah, like, that's what we come keep coming. But like back I'm to saying, it. like we've we've been quiet. Like minorities, we put our head down. We put our heads in the sand, and we let you guys make those like poor people jokes or those like uh, brown jokes or like black people jokes. But like no fuck no motherfucker. This generation is completely different. Like. Like you push and I shove. No, just as so yeah. then. But um. Dude, bro, like you come at us, we're gonna come at you even yeah, harder. Yeah, we're gonna bro. come back. Like we're gonna they're gonna wanna back. wish they knew their roots, where they can go back. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's so funny. Dude, now that I'm thinking of that day, I'm pretty angry because I hadn't thought about how uncomfortable they felt. Cause like I yeah. literally didn't think about it. Cause like we we're drinking. But I do that on purpose though. Like that's just my person. Like that's just who I am. Like I remember when you guys were saying like. As you and Alan were playing some stupid game, and you were like, 
Jocelyn. And you're like, what do you think of? And I was like, abusive. And I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm not abusive, but like, I am sometimes. But that's because I make my point clear and I want people to understand it. Yeah. And like, I don't mind making people feel uncomfortable all the time. Well, we weren't doing anything though. We we're just yeah. playing our music. We were. But I know and- I've been around white people the longest from you guys, and I know anything that like I lump in long. I've been around them long enough to know what makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So if you say a word that's not in English, you think you're about to bomb the whole fucking Dude, literally. Should I call the cops? No, oh, literally. He's like, get the expensive champagne and take oh it inside. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Oh that's god. only a little ethnic. Where are you from, man? Where are you at? Dude, yeah, because I don't really hang out around white people, and that's on purpose because they make me feel uncomfortable. And like, I hate, I, I don't hate white people, but they make me feel really bad. Like, they make me yeah. feel bad about myself. So I try not to hang out yeah. with them but um and also i feel like they don't accept me because i don't look white like you look white and i feel like they're, it's easier for them to be like accept you and then yeah. like, later on they find out you're ethnic and you're like, oh, fuck. like fuck she's already in her circle she's infiltrated and they're yeah um and then you bring all the other minorities yeah, and they're, do, like, ah! and they're, they're like this fuck. fucking bitch tricked all of us yeah <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah like i don't know um i feel like I don't know, I'm not really used to being around white people and like, I don't know how you're supposed to act around white people, but I don't want to act that way because I want to be myself and like, they don't let me be myself. I think I've acted myself around white people because, I mean, I didn't before. This is me at a coming of age. I'm playing. This is me as like, me at 24. Like, me at like, I lost everything last year and like, me at like, I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable like how you guys have made me feel for like, not being the same as you and um and black lives matter motherfuckers and no but um no but uh i forgot where i was going with this but yeah i mean like i just i have so much anger in my heart which is not like like i don't like specifically hate anyone and like and we talk a lot of shit about white people but i don't hate them unless they're not trying to pay my student loans and (laughs) i know um i don't hate them but i do love making them feel uncomfortable i love making white men feel uncomfortable and I do it all the time oh hold on hold on tell Jordan to to wait a little bit we could could cut this Jay wait well we're almost done okay alright we gotta cut this part this is 44 minutes now okay alright yeah we're gonna finish this oh yeah so I do like making like white men feel uncomfortable and like i do like making white people feel uncomfortable the thing is like i don't hang out with white women because i can't relate with them at all like i can't i'm like dude i my parents don't give a shit about me so i can't relate like i, I just can't like i cannot like, people hang out with people that they could identify with and i just cannot identify with white women at all like they're so careless and like i mean and not all white women but like most of y'all yeah, like, but, um like like what Dave Chappelle said like white women we appreciate you but shut the fuck up like shut the fuck up dude like you're you haven't like you have not gone through the same struggles minority women have like you yeah. haven't and like shut the fuck up like shut the fuck up like just let us listen like listen to us let us say our fucking experiences and shut the fuck up and maybe try to fucking understand that's what you need to do instead of like fucking calling the cops on black men like but yeah. anyway um yeah I don't like, I haven't had any, like, experiences with white women because I also never have ever, ever, ever hung out with white women, nor do I have any white women friends. Mm. But um, the only white woman that I can, like, 
Like, the only white pe- woman that I respect and, like, I can, I don't know, I guess relate to, or not relate to, but I really appreciate her, was my professor because she would let us attack her. We weren't attacking her, but she'd ask a question. She'd, like, just go up and fucking slap me, tell me that Literally. I have privilege. <laughs> no, she'd, like, she'd ask us a question and then she'd let us voice out everything, like, every minority's perspective in that classroom. Um, mm. We'd be able to speak it and then she'd listen to it. And then she'd give us some sort of feedback, and then we'd be like, "No, no, 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 you're you're wrong, you're hold wrong. up." Wrong and then she'd be like, "Okay, I'm sorry. Well, let me see why am I wrong." And then like we'd tell her again. She's like, "Okay, okay, thanks for explaining that to me." And like yeah. she was just always willing to hear, and like she would try her hardest to pronounce mm-hmm. our names correctly. If we pronounced it wrong, she'd like sit there and like try to get Dude, it right. Like what? What are the two uh, black guys? The two comedians that you like seeing? They're they're like really popular. Kill yeah, like have you ever seen? Sorry to interrupt no. you, but there's like a. I guess they're trying to make up. They were trying to make a point, but they were like, "Hey, Aaron." Oh yeah. Uh, they were like, "Hey, Aaron." Is Aaron in here? Because so <laughs> yeah. it's like, dude, how the fuck can you not pronounce her names? You have shit like a Aaron. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, yeah, she was just really cool, and like, I feel like we need more white people like that because I remember when she was like reading like um, an article that we had to write a paper on. Um, she almost mispronounced the girl's name and she's like okay i'm not gonna mispronounce that because i feel like that girl would kick my ass so i'm gonna like let you guys say it so we said it and we're like this is how you pronounce it and she was like okay and then we're like we had like we said it but see, dude, that bitch harasses people and i'm telling you shame yeah, does she change does. and like this bitch would probably never gonna meet her in her whole fucking life but she's like i'm not gonna say her name wrong like yeah you know what I'm no, like, yeah yeah she's she has that personality Oh, um, we're talking about the Carla Conejo, the, Carla the, Conejo, the author of uh, what's the book? The Undocumented Immigrants. The Undocumented Immigrants. So yeah, she, she does have like a really harasses people, yeah. which is good. Like what yeah, is really Like good. you've been quieting us down. Like you harass yeah. people now. But yeah. But yeah, so she said that, and then like um, she'd put on like really like crazy the stuff that you wouldn't, because she'd be like, "It's making you guys feel uncomfortable," and we'd be like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Okay, good. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable." No. And we'd be like. Um, and she'd be like, okay, now speak, because, like, I remember one of them was, I think, it, what's his name, um, that comedian, what's his name, he's black, and, do people are gonna roast us for not knowing anyone's name, I know, um, no, what's his name, though, he's, like, really funny, I think he spoke for, like, the zebra in, um, Chris Rock? No, not Chris, oh, that's not his know. name, Chris Rock, um, I don't know what zebra. What the fuck are you talking the about? Zebra. Like, <laughs> which movie? one zebra? Spoke for one zebra. No, hold on, hold on. That one zebra and that one movie. Dude, oh, okay, up. bitch. Hold that up. one. Let me He's think. making shit up. That one. <laughs> no, in that movie with all those like, it was like a cartoon movie and the little penguins. Oh, in Madagascar. Zoo. Madagascar. Yeah, I think he talks to that zebra. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think it's Chris Ice that has Kevin Hart. I don't know. Damn, no, like, it's not Kevin Hart. I'm gonna name all the black comedians that Maybe I know. Maybe it is Chris Rock. I think it's Chris Rock, dude. He was popping in the early 20s. Yeah, it probably is Chris, Chris Rock. But he like said some stuff. Like he said some stuff about um. I think it was black women on welfare, or like I don't know what it was. It was like something like. Like, women not being, like, good mothers or something that they go out and party and stuff like that. And then, like, like I wasn't laughing because I didn't think it was funny. But, like, some other kids were laughing and then she shut the video off. And she's like, okay, what do you guys feel about that video? And some people were like, ah, it was pretty funny. And she's like, okay, well, like, now take the jokes out. And, like, what is he really saying? And then he's like, he's saying that, um, that, I, I don't remember what the argument was. But, like, that black women, like, or, like, women, like, minorities don't know how to take care of their kids. And then mm. we're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And he's like... Well, that guy's a fucking millionaire. It's like, do you really think... Because he was saying, like, oh, my, my cousin, like, 
Nini, like she like she gives her kid like a bottle and goes out to club to the clubs and stuff like that. Mm. And he was just making like at the end he did make a good point, but like um she was like she's like do you really think she has a cousin Nini? And he's like no. And he's like no he doesn't. He's just doing that for like money and stuff like that. He's like but um I don't know I don't remember what her argument was, but like it made us feel uncomfortable talking about it because um the people mm-hmm. who laughed she made us harass them like. Like, why'd you laugh at that joke, bro? Like, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. And, like, um, and, like, we, we had to ask him, like, why did you laugh at that? Or something like that. And then, Ooh, that's awkward. Like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. And then, they'd be like, well, because, and, like, now say, Dude, I know what you're talking about. I'd probably be slapping my knee in that class. Like, oh, that's so funny. Dude, it's because, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. could you harass me? <laughs> yeah. It's because there's, like, I think there's probably only two moms there. But like, I was one of them, and the girl sitting next to me was mm. a mom, too. And, like, it felt really, like, like attack personal. Yeah, like, it felt like, yeah. Like minority mm-hmm. women don't know how to take care of their yeah kids. their kids and even though like, white women be getting babysitters for their kids yeah that are minorities yeah that are minorities yeah but it felt weird and like so we can't our minorities women can't take care of their kids because they're taking care of your kids bitch that's yeah. why uh, you're over there getting, taking zannies with, with your yeah. with your brunch club <laughs> but again don't quote me on any of this because like I don't know, remember exactly what the Media? guy was saying but it was about I think women. I've heard that I yeah think I've heard that but yeah. And then, yeah, and then, like, me and, and that then girl wrap it up. Like, you haven't said anything. You've just been sitting there laughing at our jokes. So. Yeah. Wait, I got some spicy shit jokes. to say. Oh, so my I God. just, like, sit back and listen. I don't know. We need more <clears throat> white people like that. Actually. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> funny. But, all right. Um, do you want to say anything before we wrap it up? Um, Next time, I'll talk people. more. Oh, no, I'm joking. Um, no, I don't have anything to say right now. Okay, well, alright guys, we'll uh, come back with another spicy hot episode um, next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. If you come back, you're going to get a second greeting. I have my (laughs) notes. Curtis Connor says, alright, bye y'all. Bye guys. Bye.